Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today I have special guests. Um, this is kind of fun for me because we, I guess we did an interview back probably in 2009 when I met you guys. Um, we have Mike, Mike Habernig and April Hanna, and they have created a series of three documentaries called The Path 11. And um, the last one is Path Evolution. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to talk about this. I want to talk about, you know, kind of your evolution throughout this production. Because you really, you started most of this in, I believe, 2008. I don't know if there were interviews before that. Um, and then you came to Toronto um, with Tom Campbell. And that's how I actually met Tom. And since then, we've done lots of interviews, which is great. It was a great introduction to an amazing person. And I know that you have a lot of Tom on all of your um, your documentaries. And um, well, this one actually included a lot of my interview that we did uh, back in August of 2009, uh, when Tom and all of you were in Toronto. So Yay. <laughs> um, I, although I have to say, I, I didn't ask a lot of questions in it, but that really is how it works with Tom. So <laughs> it was Very no true. difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Mike, April, tell us a little bit about, I mean, we talked in probably the first one about why you created it, but I mean, this has been a long span of time. So Kind of tell me about the evolution of PATH. Yeah, we we did start in 2008. That's when I, I met April. I think uh, April and I started talking, I think it was February or March. And we started filming in, I think it was April and then again in June. And in June, we actually took, that's when we took that week-long trip to uh, interview um, Skip and Paul. Um, at the Monroe Institute, and as well as Tom uh, Campbell in Alabama and William Buhlman. I think he was in, yeah, he was up in towards Michigan, Detroit area. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, we, we we put out the first film, The Path Afterlife, in 2009. That was February of 2009. I'm just trying to keep these dates straight in my head. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many dates over the last eight years. And then in 2013... Uh, another February 2013, we we put out The Path Beyond the Physical. And that is a lot of the guys. That's, you know, William, he's an out-of-body expert, and Tom, 
who got to start in out of body um, exploration at the Monroe Institute um, is in that a lot as well, as well as the Institute itself with uh, Skip and Paul talking about uh, Robert Monroe's history. And that that's kind of the focus of that film. And that was a lot of fun to put that together. And this last film that just came out in June is kind of asking the question, well, what is the point? We know we're more than our physical body. We, you know, we have this afterlife that we go to when our body dies. And then during our nighttime sleep, um, we, we do this out of body travel, um, kind of explore, kind of learn stuff. And now, so what's the point? And what's the point of having a body and all this? And what we've learned through listening to Tom and others in the film is that the point is to learn and grow and evolve and have love, give love and be love. And that's mainly the whole point of that movie is to hear the examples that Tom talks about in his um from his writing and his, his own research to even uh, some of the uh, like Reiki practitioners like Carol uh, and Brenda uh, from the path afterlife, they, they came back and they, they kind of support his theory about, you know, how we evolve through love. Right. And so it's how to apply kind of what they do what they talked about in the first ones to how do we work it in our, in our own life. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So I guess before we get into that, how has it evolved for the two of you? Well, I think the films are kind of a direct reflection of our personal journey. And I think we had a ton of questions in trying to research and figure out what is this paranormal phenomena, is there such thing? We we came to these people with almost two to three pages of questions. And like you said earlier, it's like when you ask Tom a question, I'll, I'll never forget, we asked him the first question and his answer was an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that sounds like Tom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we, so we, you know, we wanted to find these experts and we wanted to hear what their theories were about the afterlife, about death, about consciousness, energy, angels, ghosts, um, astral projection, uh, entities, spirit guides, I mean, you name it, anything kind of in the field of this whole metaphysical world, we wanted to know everything about it. So I think that what the films have done for our own personal evolution and journey has really helped us conquer the fear of death. Um, it really expanded our minds and just our creativity and playing with this whole out of body and astral projection thing and playing with energy. And, uh, you know, both of us are Reiki masters and I use, uh, you know, a lot of the energy healing techniques in my private practice, um, that I do. So it really helped expand just personally, my level of understanding energy and how to use it and how to assist others and then really, I think, you know, with evolution, it's really trying to adapt this whole concept of love as a lifestyle. So I think it's really just helped us to, you know, I mean, it's funny because we're calling the last film evolution, but literally to continue to evolve. You know, I think back to where we were back in 2008 and asking questions and we were like kind of freaked out about this stuff and, <laughs> oh, is this really true? And 
oh my gosh. And, you know, and now it just feels like it's more of a way of being in the world. It's really been incorporated, I think, into who we are as human beings now. Yeah. And now the first part of it's talked a lot about, you know, the concerns about 2012 and how, you know, people kind of got into the fear of it. And most of the people, um, you know, pretty much debunked the whole idea that anything was going to ever happen in 2012. Um, was your, what was your, what was your goal in that? Was that to kind of relieve people's fears that these dates that people come up with that are, they're just, I mean, you know, there's something that came up in the Mayan calendar and Nostradamus, but really they're just dates. Yeah. The, in 2008, that was when we were researching, you know, who we were going to talk to and, and the subject matter that 2012 kept popping up and it was either, it was going to be, you know, we're going to create this heaven on earth thing, or it was the end of the world. That, that was kind of what we were finding. And, and then there was, you know, that small group where it was like, Oh, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and, um, it turns out that everybody that we talked to, or at least asked that question on camera said, no, not, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was uh, maybe Paul or Brenda, I can't remember which clip it is in the beginning, but they said, well, maybe more people are just going to wake up to the idea that we are more, and it's this, and Skip kind of says it at at the turning point in the film, uh, you know, that the hundredth monkey Mm. um, phenomenon, where that's maybe that's when we hit critical mass, and the population just we're just aware that we're more than the physical bodies and this is just a game we're playing. And you know, that that's, and that's kind of what's happening slowly. It's not as sudden as, you know, everybody hoped. Think it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's just interesting to, to, to look back. Cause that was exactly four years um, before 2012. And now we're exactly four years after 2012 and we can see from the evidence that nothing really happened on a major scale. Just these uh, little areas of awakening are happening all over the planet. Yeah. And how how much of the Monroe Institute was paramount in what you were wanting to create? Was it, I mean, did you purposely connect with people that were part of that or was that just coincidence or I mean because you used um, some of the um, some tapings of people in trance while they were at the Monroe Institute and I mean a lot of things were discussed and a lot of the people are part of it I don't know if they all are but a lot of them are yeah the Institute was key uh, at least for us in putting the, together the films, it's, it's kind of like our Emerald City. <laughs> it's you know all the, all the paths led that we were on to the Monroe Institute, and doing the research and finding Tom and William, and the history of Robert Monroe. It, it, at the time researching it, I I had a lot of skepticism about the out of body ex- experience. Uh-huh. I had heard stories and you know the the, the classic stories of when. Uh, 
you know, a patient, patient is in surgery and they can, they are out of the body. They see the doctors doing their thing. I, I was like, okay, I've heard those stories, but to actually consciously come out of your body and, you know, go around your neighborhood or whatever, I, I was having a hard time grasping that. And then talking to Tom and William and even Skip and Paul at the Institute, it, 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 it really, um, and then later on having my own experiences, is, is that there is definitely something to it. And that became kind of, as a location, that became kind of my uh, anchor, I guess. And everything uh, before the project and even now, ha or just coming out of this last film, it all revolves around the Monroe Institute. Hmm. And have you both attended the Monroe Institute? For classes? No. No, no, no. We haven't taken any other classes. Just, <laughs> we've been there to interview and to film them, but right. I, I definitely want to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, all right. So you've seen everything kind of move towards your own evolution of, you know, is what's, what's the afterlife about? I don't think we did an interview on the second one, so I'm not sure that I've seen that one. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what it is, but definitely the evolution aspect, you know, is talking about, um, you know, moving towards compassion and kindness and love. And um, I do love one of Tom's points about, you know, if people say they're enlightened, the chances of them being enlightened are you know, next to slim, that it's really about, um, because that saying you're enlightened is really about you versus what we're growing towards, which is, you know, about others and love and kindness towards others as well as herself, obviously. But it's, it's an interesting concept because a lot of people seem to be still seeking. I mean, there's, you know, we may have reached a certain tipping point in the consciousness. I don't even know that yet. Um, there's still a lot of people asleep right now <laughs> and still a lot of people, certainly with what's been going on worldwide, you know, there's a lot of fear still and, and fear certainly is still a, um, a major role in, you know, the unconscious and the conscious We're we're kind of still stuck in it is even though there are lots of people that are, you know, leading by example and, you know, refuse to look at the news and, and everything. But what's your take on all of that? Well, that's some of the purpose of the trilogy, you know, of all three films. And in the second one, uh, William Buhlman, Tom, Skip, they all talk a lot about our belief systems, how they are very fear-based, how to conquer the fear, especially when you're trying to explore out of body. And I think, you know, Tom does a great explanation of also using, you know, his scientific terms of entropy. And when you have really high entropy or disorder, you know, that correlates more with the feelings of fear. And if you have less entropy and more order, that is love. 
So those are some of the messages that we really hope that people take from our films is to work on whatever fear-based belief systems that they might have or are there certain fears in their life that are stopping them to actually explore outside of their body. So, I mean, we would agree. And this is hopefully just some of the work that is going to reach some people to help them to wake up, to become explorers themselves, to research more of this and just plant a little seed to each person that our films, you know, go out to and in the hopes that maybe they will continue to work on just being better people every day. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, there's so much going on in the world. It's kind of hard to shut it off because a lot of it can be in the collective unconscious. So, you know, people, even if they're not really aware of, you know, certain world events that are happening, it still is affecting us energetically. Um, And I agree. I mean, we, you know, I've done enough interviews with Tom and he says, you know, I keep saying the same things. It's like, I know, but it's, you know, until we say it, you know, the exact way that one person needs to hear it, you know, we'll just keep saying the same message because there is only one message. It's, you know, find love over fear, choose love over fear and start becoming more conscious of, you know, our choices because it's all about choices and it's all about, you know, having the courage to, to make the choice that comes from a space of love instead of fear. And, you know, we do so many things, um, unconsciously that it's, you know, what is enlightenment? What is, you know, what is our awareness? How do we get into that now moment? It's all about choices. And it's all about, you know, are we stuck in the past? Are we worrying about the future? Or are we right here right now, and very present? And with everything that's going on worldwide, I mean, I don't even want to get into what's going on in the States. I'm from Toronto, so I don't have to, but (laughs) it's hard to avoid all of the, all of what, what would I say? The anxiety, the fears, the, um, the tension that is happening. And it's, it's kind of still when, when you think about the tipping point, I don't know. I think we're still caught in a lot of fear. Well, and kind of going back to some of the footage in the path evolution of the Mayan calendar, that seems to kind of get a lot of attention. And when we do the Q&A panels, a lot of people ask about that. They're kind of like, why did you put that in there? It seems kind of outdated material and old stuff. But that's kind of the point. Yeah. You know, even though now, like here we are, we're so far removed from that fear of, you know, the end of the world happening and how precise the Mayan calendar was in correlation with, you know, everything with our calendar and everything that we go by. And there was some severe fear of people really believing that the world was going to end. Mm. And then here you have these explorers of consciousness that have done a lot of research, that have done a lot of work. And, you know, four years prior, they're saying, just chill out about it. You know, no need to worry. It's it's more of a metaphor. You know, we're kind of waking up. We're moving towards it. Um, and then, okay, so in 2016, why even bother putting that in the film? But I think it's kind of key to show that, you know, of what evolution is really like. And I love parts of what William Buhlman says in the beginning in relation to the Mayan calendar and saying, like, you know, this consciousness system you know, has never really failed us, why would it automatically just stop on a certain date? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so we were kind of hoping with keeping that older footage in and reminding people about the fear of what had happened that maybe if there is another thing that might be approaching that we're believing something's going to happen or there's going to be this huge crash in technology or you know all the banks are going to go bankrupt or whatever the case may be that there's probably a really good chance that nothing will really happen on that scale yeah i i I kind of hope that something's going to happen with the world banks and you know the old um, paradigms that have to change. But you're right. Is it going to just crash and everything's going to end? No, not likely. Um, but changes do have to happen. And I think with, and I'm going to go into astrology now, which is not really my strong point, but um, definitely something that I take an interest in, you know, with Saturn and Sagittarius, it's all about the truth. And it's there until I think pretty much the end of next year. And I think a lot of things are going to come to light that, you know, they're already looking at the World Bank and stuff. But yes, I mean, we are, are I think the question or the purpose of evolution is that we need to stop seeing everything as a bad thing or that you know all of our fears get triggered instead of just seeing it as a positive step towards you know a new paradigm a new life a new vibration a new energy all love-based where you know the banks are definitely not a love-based system (laughs) nor are the schools nor a lot of the old paradigms that need to change we need to be serving these new kids we need to be you know helping them be better people not helping them be robots and drones Um, it's it's an interesting time for all of us and I think it's an exciting time and I think evolution certainly can assist a lot of people so I want to get it out to as many people as possible because I think it's an important it's an important piece but I think probably all three of them together you know will help people have less fear have you know move into more of a a love-based system but I think we get caught up we don't even realize how much fear we get stuck in we'd agree with that right and that that's kind of the whole point and, re- and one of the main reasons of doing the whole trilogy was to just get rid of the fear like the fear of dying uh even like when you have an out of body experience you can go further the less fear you have and you know the same with evolution um you know fear is the opposite of love yeah and it's it's just you know it and like the like there is a lot of things to be fearful about out there and very little we can actually control or have a say in so it's kind of like and there's plus there's a lot of good things out there so it's and kind of the way I deal with it is just what are we going to what are you going to focus your attention on you know it's it's if you can't control it and it makes you uncomfortable then I would just let it go. That's that's kind of the way I deal with fear. Um, you know, there's always that terrorist attack that might happen. There's always that 
bankruptcy in the World Bank or whatever that might happen, or you know that, that some other country might nuke us. Who knows? But it, it's there's very little we can do about that. So it's you know, like, oh well, might as well just have another day and do the best we can. Yeah, I think with that, I would say, you know, yes, we don't have control of the things that happen, but we can be in charge of how we respond and what choices we make. And yeah, I mean, we can't, we can only, that's the only thing that we're here to do is to make different choices, to choose love. And, you know, mm, our definitions of love are very skewed because of our childhood and how we defined love from um, from our parents, from our family, from the outside world. You know, our definitions of love are usually fear-based, um, and we learned we learned how to control and manipulate people um, using in the name of love or in the name of God. Um, and that, that needs to be seen or understood that what we believe or think is love is actually fear. And most of the people when they're, you know, doing the law of attraction, they're always coming from a place of fear instead of a place of love. And that's kind of one of the things that I think that whole phenomena sort of has missed that it's it's we can't just we can't just hide it under our rug anymore or you know deep down into our subconscious anymore we really have to start looking at our beliefs and um and and challenging them and having the courage to 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 push them out and and deal with them. I mean, we're a society that loves um, loves pleasure, so anything that makes us uncomfortable, we, you know, we, we kind of don't even want to look at or address. We, we need to sort of move to a different direction and, you know, really take heart because it's, those are the only times we're actually going to shift our 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 own paradigms and our own beliefs and our own misguided definitions um, to to actually get to a space where we can be much more conscious and actually be in that state of lower entropy as Tom talks about it um, and love it's 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 about looking at you know everything that we're doing and and questioning it you know being that innocent child or you know seeing the world with different eyes so that we can start you know really addressing some of the thoughts and feelings and emotions and experiences instead of just adding them to our stories where would you like to I, obviously you've done this series um, are you headed towards a different direction now is this finished where are you going from here well, I think any of the projects that we're that we have lined up, and we do have some ideas and some other things that we're going to be ready to, you know, kind of getting into in this next year, are always probably going to base be based somewhat in 
healing and consciousness and this whole definition of what it means to evolve and just really trying to put media content out there that is going to challenge people, challenge their belief systems, and hopefully help them to grow. Because as much as we can, you know, say that there's all this terrible stuff going on in the world, there's a lot of really good stuff going on too. Absolutely. And, you know, I, it's like, if you just look for it, you'll see it. I mean, look at your your podcast, your radio show that you're doing, the films that we've created, the podcast um, that we put out as well. I mean, and we're just three people. Yeah. But we're doing great stuff in the world. And there's lots and lots of energy healers and light workers and people who are trying to, you know, help this evolution and this shift in consciousness. But it doesn't sell a lot. Like, you know, horrific events and media and, and fear-based stories. I mean, people kind of get addicted to some of that that shock and, oh my gosh, you know, and, and looking at that because we are kind of somewhat programmed in that fear-based consciousness. But I think that if people decide to make more informed choices of what they want to expose their their minds, their bodies, their souls to, how they, you know, the energy that they want to create around their life, there's a lot of stuff you can find that's very uplifting, that is beautiful, that is peaceful, that shows the good in the humanity of others. And if, I think it's really just a matter when that shift can happen where, you know, the media content shifts to focus more on that and making the murders, the rapes, the suicides, the car accidents, the wars, the politics, you know, on the lesser end of the spectrum. Yeah. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, and I, I like to uh, quote or paraphrase <laughs> what Tom says in the movie, um, and I'm going to probably butcher the way he said it, but... <laughs> It, he talks about, you know, be the change. Yeah. You know, if you can change yourself and, you know, that that's that's the first step. And then from there, even though you can't change the big stuff, but you can probably inspire a lot of people around you. And now with the Internet, you know, everybody's a celebrity now with YouTube and Snapchat and whatever. You know, we, we can, you know, some, you know, 15-year-old kid in their parents garage can change the world with you know a, a five minute monologue on how bad something on some other part of the world is and it's it's you know little stuff like that i think you know even though our uh, especially in the big stuff our effect might be minimal we can you know we all have this power now to actually do something about it and there's also that analogy too about you know when you have a completely dark room and you turn on a flashlight the point of the beam that the flashlight is hitting is enlightened it's completely in light but now all the dark areas of the room are very dark and that contrast is very obvious so there's that now that you if we put that in the scope of our conversation, the whole population of the world, even though a larger portion of the population is now, I'll use air quotes, enlightened or awakened, the darker areas of the population are very obvious now. And it kind of shows when you go, um, like here in the States, you can see it in the election going on, um, you know, in certain parts of the world where there's revolutions going on, they're trying to overthrow governments. It's very obvious now. 
and this information is getting out there. It's affecting little people, and the little people are actually taking a stand now. Yeah, which is great. Um, and I, I totally agree. I, I think the only change we can make is within ourselves. It, it always will be, you know, the choices we make um, within ourselves. And, you know, when something is feeling like you have absolutely no control, you know, don't try to change the outside world. Just change everything that you're you know, experiencing or feeling or adding to your story, like do the inside stuff instead of worrying about the outside stuff. And I think we, we tend to focus way too much on everything that's outside of us. And that's really not going to help us ever, you know, take that next step. And really, once you do the inside stuff, the outside stuff changes too. So it's kind of a win-win, (laughs) win-win. Um, okay. So is there anything that we haven't talked about that is kind of key and poignant to evolution, your third movie? Well, I mean, if people are interested in, in watching it, Mm -hmm. we have the ability now and what we done, what we have done with this film is we have the download streaming option. So if, you know, it's kind of weird to think that DVDs are starting to go out of style, much, but uh, yeah. they are. So if people aren't big DVD watchers, uh, you know, you can purchase it online. We also have 90 minutes of bonus footage that ha- that never made any of the films. So we have that available um, online as well. And there were just some amazing stories and really great footage, but we couldn't necessarily find a place for it or tie it correctly into the story so there's like a whole nother film out there of uncut footage um and you know the other thing that we're doing this year is really taking the film on tour we have already been to massachusetts we did a premiere in new york um we went down to the unity north atlanta um community church there and showed the film and we're going to be taking the film also to florida Austin, Texas, and then there's a big event happening out in LA with Tom and MBT events. So usually, you know, if we can, we like to piggyback off of Tom's events and show the film prior to his workshops. So we have a really big event scheduled out there in October. Um, And, you know, there's something really nice when we have our fans come out and actually attend the screenings. I think that people get a lot more than just purchasing the film, watching it in their living room, and then sitting with all of the content that was just thrown at them for 90 minutes. And it stirs up a lot of questions. A lot of feedback that we get after people watch our films is, I need to watch that two, three, maybe four times, because there was so much in there to digest. And then the great thing when we take the film out into the community is we usually have a Q&A session afterwards. So people get a chance to ask some of the similar questions that you asked Mike and I just about the filming and what was, what was the point, the purpose, what did we learn? But then we usually have someone that was interviewed in the film to be there on the Q&A panel to really just kind of field more of the deeper questions on consciousness and share what they've learned in their studies. So people could head on over to path11productions.com or you can also find all of the films on the pathseries.com to purchase and to watch and to enjoy. Hmm. Plus you have a sale right now. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yes, we have an end of the summer sale. 25% 25% off all DVDs and the trilogy set. And that's going on until the end of August. Nice. Okay. 
So I sort of asked it before, but what's next? What are you two going to, what are you going to do? Well, we do have, uh, we actually still have a lot of the 2008 footage left and actually some newer footage too about uh, healing because uh, a lot of the people in uh, the afterlife and including Tom and uh, actually some of the people that were in evolution as well, like Carol uh, and Brenda, Hillary, uh, Jeanette, uh, there's a couple others. Uh, of course, the names are escaping right now. Of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And uh, we're actually putting together, um, we're going to see how big it gets, but we know we have a lot of footage about Reiki and uh, past life regression and then all this, the healing stuff that Tom does. And I know he's probably talked about some of it on the sh on your show. Uh, we do have interviews with some of the people that he's healed uh, through the years. Mm. And so it might be one big I don't know, maybe 45 minutes, hour long, or if we do have a lot of material, we might break it up into like little smaller, like almost episodic uh, kind of uh, type of documentary show. Cool. Uh, we're not exactly sure how that's going to play out. We're still in the pre-planning uh, stages of that, and we'll probably start editing um, mid-September. Cool. Um, and then we have... Uh, uh, I don't have specific dates yet, but we do have ideas for some smartphone apps. Um, uh, we also have uh, so one of the apps that we're working on is going to be uh, about meditation. Uh, some will be like guided meditation. Some will just be uh, some sort of binaural beat type stuff that we've come up with or worked with others with to uh, put into the apps. Um, we're also working on some bigger films again. Um, not so much like a trilogy, but just single items, uh, that would not fit into this trilogy, but, um, just, uh, some other ideas that expand, uh, you know, our, our awareness, uh, kind of bend the mind a little bit, uh, type projects. Cool. Is that both of you? Now, April, you mentioned something about your own podcast. Are you doing, tell me about yeah, that. that. Yeah, that's through um, Path 11 Productions. Okay. We, it's called the Path 11 Podcast. And uh, we ha we've also made an app for that available for Android or iPhones. And we do a weekly show. We have shows coming out on Monday and really just trying to find healers, authors, um, explorers of consciousness that are talking about this stuff and interviewing them. We thought it's a nice way to give back to our audience something for free and then also a way to keep the dialogue going on a weekly basis and, you know, using our avenue to put this information out there into the world as quickly as possible. Um, so that's something that we do really for fun. And, you know, Mike and I, we each have our own private businesses outside of Path 11 Productions, but our goal and intent is hopefully to be able to get to the point where we can make Path 11 Productions our, our full-time gig and be able to get some of these films out a lot quicker. As you know, this was an eight-year journey for three yeah. films. It took a long time. Um, so, But we're hoping once we can kind of move into this more on a full-time basis that we'll be able to get even more products out there on a, on a quicker level. Nice. So this had to have had a major impact on both of you. I mean, 
it's been eight years, and I'm guessing from where you started to where you are now, I mean, you were skeptical, but now you're in it full time, and this is this is who you are. This is the message you're meant to get out. So this must have had a huge impact on both of you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, personally, for me, I think, you know, my background is uh, a mental health therapist. So Mm. I think it has just really increased my capacity of understanding on a totally different level of energy and human beings and has taught me so much that I've been able to teach my clients that come to me. So, um, you know, I also do energy work with people as well outside from doing clinical therapy and hypnotherapy and things of that sort. So also having a better understanding of energy and consciousness has really just made the one-on-one sessions that I have with people really awesome and inspiring to see people healing in their lives. So it has really directly impacted me on a very personal level and also just in the way in which I give to the world now. Nice. Mike? Yeah, I, I completely lost the fear of death. Um, nice. That must uh, be uh, that, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it's, you know, if I was held at gunpoint, I might have a different thought right, at that right. moment. But, you know, just thinking about it, it's, it, it's a different effect now on me. It's I don't worry about it. It's it's I don't want to go right now. I have things to do. But, you know, there's I, I'm not staying up all night thinking about it but um yeah and plus having these uh, uh i've been having uh ever since we did the path beyond the physical uh it comes in waves but like lately like weekly i'll have uh some sort of out-of-body experience um or a very vivid lucid dream um and so that 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 has been happening a lot to me lately hmm. um and uh yeah, it's just I, I've really learned to chill out and not let things bother me uh, anymore. Not you know the big stuff. I was you know trying. I, I noticed that it's helped my stress stress levels stay sure. low. Cool. Well, any last thoughts on what you would like to say about the path evolution? Well, I think we're just really appreciative of anyone that purchases the work that we do, you know, that comes across it, has a genuine interest and and knowledge in the topics that we're trying to cover and put out there. And it's just really our hope that our work changes people's lives. And if it does, then we're serving our purpose and our mission in the world. And, you know, when we get emails here and there from people who have watched the films and how it's impacted them. I mean, that just gives us so much inspiration to continue going and say, okay, we are on the right track. It's not for nothing. Let's keep doing this. So, um, you know, that, that, that's our hope. Cool. I am very excited that you're continuing on and that you will have more and more, um, from you because I think, even though this past eight years has been probably a very powerful journey for you, I think there's lots more to come. I think uh, between the two of you, um, there will be um, some very interesting things coming out of Path Eleven Productions. I think it's it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to uh, I look forward to hearing more and seeing more on what the both of you are doing. So. Uh, keep me in the loop. 
We will. Thanks so much for having us on the show and just helping us to spread the word about it. You're welcome. All right. So you have been listening to News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters. We've been talking with Mike Habernick and April Hanna on Path 11 Productions on their third uh, movie, The Path Evolution. And uh, get a copy because it's, uh, well, besides the fact that I'm in quite a bit of it, (laughs) uh, it's a very good, it's a very good film. And uh, it definitely helps people connect in with, with love. And that's really what we're here to do. So thank you very much for both of you. And We'll be back next week. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.